Welcome to Faith Fondue, a new podcast featuring me, author and speaker Haley DeMaria, and my good friend, teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics, ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. Each week we will feature a theme, and the theme for our first episode is gratitude, which is appropriate as we head into Thanksgiving week. And because I am so grateful to begin this podcast, to be able to share our faith, to share stories, and to be guided by the Holy Spirit as we inspire one another. Anne, welcome to our first week. I am really excited to start this with you. Hi, Haley. I'm equally excited. This is this is inspirational, so that's going to be part of our conversation today. This is episode one. This is the week of November 22nd, 2020. Um, I am here in San Francisco, California, and Haley is in Annapolis, Maryland. It's earlier for me here than it is for her, um, but we wanted to begin by sharing how Faith Fondue came to be. Haley? Yeah, I so I've recorded a couple of podcasts over the past several months, and every time I, I recorded them and they were shared, um, the feedback I would get from people who listened was, wow, you have a lot of stories, stories to share, or gosh, I could have listened to you for a while longer. And I did always feel like there, there was more I would love to share, um, even on a daily basis. But I was really nervous about doing a podcast by myself because... Um, I wasn't sure I had enough um, in myself to share all the time. And so I was I was really thinking about how do I do this? Who do I do it with? And then I was really fortunate enough to log on to a webinar um, with, with ND Women Connect that Anne was leading. And the, the webinar was great, um, but all I did was sit there and watch her lead the discussion. And I thought, Anne is my perfect partner. Um, so I reached out to her and uh, Anne, I think it was something you'd been thinking about also. Absolutely. I have a, a blog that I've been writing for the past 11 years. And when you have a social media presence like that, a lot of times people will say, well, have you thought about recording a podcast? And I'm a fan of many different podcasts. I read recently the majority of people who listen to podcasts are between the ages of 18 and 54. I certainly follow that demographic. <laughs> I probably listened to about three or four on a regular basis, but not one that will kind of include what we are aiming to talk about. So I love our title, it's called Faith Fondue. And as Haley gave in the description, it's a melting pot of ideas. Uh, one of my favorite images, Haley, was when you said, you know, no politics, like Swiss cheese, we're neutral and yep. we're equal opportunity prayers. Yes. <laughs> so we just got off of mass um, and where we were both able to pray together in our virtual setting. And so this is a, a special time to continue a conversation. So we thought we might share kind of the structure of our podcast. There will be three parts to Faith Fondue. Part one is the flame. We'll kind of talk about what's hot this week, um, and we will have a theme for each week of our podcast. Part two will be spiritual stew, the kind of the nourishment, the heart, the meat of our or um, if it's not meat, what's the plant-based What's the plant-based um, protein? Pla plant-based is good, tofu, but I'm not going to eat that. So we'll we'll stick with plant-based. <laughs> okay. Um, so our nourishment, our um, really where our theme has um, connection to uh, either the gospel, different articles, ideas that we have been um, encountering in the past week, 
And then we'll conclude it with the melting pot, which is the cheesy part of the of our story or nuggets of inspiration. Or I like to think about pieces of perspective during uh, this pandemic. I I really needed inspiration, and I've also looked for different perspectives on how we might see the world. So let's get started. Great. Let's uh, unpack the fondue pot. I don't know if you grew up with one in your home, Haley. We were both born in the 70s. From what I understand, fondue was really popular in the 70s. It was, but I actually did not partake in any sort of fondue until I was visiting Switzerland, and then I was hooked. Um, so I, I'm all in on sharing, melting, and taking away. Awesome. So yeah, there's a flame, like a sterno flame that's underneath the, the, the melting pot. Um, I think some of the ingredients yeah, depend on the, um, those who are at the table. But yeah, let's, let's ignite the flame. So let's talk about maybe, like we said, what's hot this week. Our theme is, is gratitude. Um, Haley, I've noticed on social media, you participated in an exercise called 30 Days of Gratitude. And you've been pretty faithful to it. Um, what has the experience been like? So I have seen people do this in the past on social media. And usually I, I see that someone has started it through the month of November and about four or five days in, I think, oh, I should do that. Because um, I really believe that, you know, especially looking at the week of Thanksgiving, gratitude and, and giving thanks is not something we need to, we should be doing once a year on one day. Um, you know, I, I try to, you know, sort of live life that way in a perpetual state of giving thanks. So I thought I can do this for a month. Um, but I was always forgetting and and never able to start the first day of the month in November. So I, I remembered this year. And, you know, I will I will say one of the neatest things for me has been um, not necessarily trying to figure out what I want to write about because I usually post in the evening, but going through my day, um, sometimes very simple tasks, you know, like laundry or grocery shopping. Um, it doesn't even have to be something um, meaningful, but something basic. But what I do is I find myself going through the day in with the thought in the back of my mind of what am I going to post today? Um, so it's 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 actually been more than just a once a day writing about and posting what I'm grateful for, but it's really turned into uh, going through every hour of the day, you know, being very aware of what's in my life that I can be grateful for. Um, and and it that makes it very easy to write about. You know, I think one of the things that I've enjoyed about these 30 days is they're it, they're not monumental things. I mean, you know, certainly on my anniversary, I wrote that I was grateful for my husband, and my son came home from college, so I was grateful that day for my children. So those are pretty big things, but you know, it could be something as as small as you know your favorite candy bar, or you know the the little pieces of gratitude that I think build up to make um, just a very grateful way of life. So I've loved it um, because I think it's kept me in a state of really looking for what I'm grateful for every day. Haley, you know, part of it is you've been posting. So do you think that that act of writing it down and sharing with others has helped you to cultivate this, you know, habit or, you know, really like live out the title 30 days of gratitude? Oh, for sure. I think anything we put out publicly keeps us accountable. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons that I wanted to post even on social media that we were starting this podcast because I wanted to make sure that we really started it. Um, but yes, I, I think, you know, that social media has so many crazy sides to it. But, um, you know, being able to share gratitude and being able to hold ourselves accountable 
um, for things is is a great aspect of it. Um, but yes, absolutely. When I know that I have to write something and post it and and make sure that it's a meaningful to me post, um, for sure, it it's writing has really helped. Haley, you have a lot of friends, um, in particular on Facebook. Have anyone has anyone posted a response to any of your posts? that delighted you or, you know, in turn, you might have been grateful for? So, yes. You know, one of the things that I'm always amazed about, um, and I feel this way about my book all the time, is I'm always amazed that people read it. Um, so I'm always amazed, you know, when someone comments on my post, that means that they've read it. And it, it it's a reminder that people really are watching what you write and say. Um, my post on, on coffee got a lot of comments. Um, you know, that's sort of a simple thing that many of us are grateful for. Um, and I think I had a late night the night before. And so that coffee just smelled and tasted so good. And I'm always cold. So holding it, you know, I had commented on how just holding a cup of coffee sometimes, you know, warms your hands and um, you know, can warm your heart as well. Um, so I think that was the post that surprised me the most in terms of the number of comments that I got um, because it was just, it was coffee. Um, but boy, there are a lot of people who are grateful for, for coffee out there. <laughs> I agree. You know, we'll, we'll be talking specifically during Lent, but every year, you know, I, I, I do participate. I always give up something during Lent and I aim to do something but I have joked, I will never, I can say with confidence, I will never give up coffee. <laughs> I don't think I'd be a better person, a better teacher, or a Christian if I gave that up. So that resonates with me. Yes. Um, and as your friend, it's been fun to kind of see some of the posts that, um, you know, are part of my life as well. Like you talked about a rival, like the, the you're grateful to have a rival. So right. um, I think it was about the BC Notre Dame game. Yes. Right. And you and I hold BC as a rival in a way that maybe some students, uh, alumni from Notre Dame do not, but a rival really is a gift. Um, I tell my own students that because I, my high school didn't really have a rival and at Notre Dame, we had several rivals, right. Um, but it, it, your rival reveals something to you about yourself, right. It makes you critical of, uh, who you are and whatnot. So that was that was fun to read. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And I also thought, um, congratulations on 20 years of marriage. I thought what was m almost most profound about that post was um, you, the day of your anniversary when you think, you know, you're grateful for your husband. Um, that was probably your shortest post, right? Just I'm thankful for Jamie every day. And I think that that's, that is so symbolic and meaningful that words might not capture Right. And we could try, but it was it was just in the frame of the 30 days to see that was really, I thought, kind of beautiful. Thank you. I also think it was late at night and <laughs> I had to get it out there. And, and you're right. You know, I could go on forever about, you know, a lot of the things I'm grateful there for. But it can all be summed up in, in just his name for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been intrigued because they say that uh, studies show that grateful people are happy. And it's not the other way around that happy people are grateful, though I'm sure they certainly are. Again, we're going to repeat that grateful people are happy. And I think the idea is that gratitude really, if we practice gratitude, it yields delight, it yields satisfaction, it, leads, it yields contentment. So there's a lot of, there's like college courses now on the science of happiness. A lot of people write about happiness, but it comes back to some basic things, right? Just being grateful. 
Um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that I've certainly found with this exercise that I've gone through is, and I say this all the time, you know, when I speak or when I'm talking to people, we could all wake up every day, especially in the world we live in now, and find things about which to be unhappy. Um, you know, you you could choose that every day. But I also really believe that, you know, we could we can wake up every day and find something about which to be grateful. And and that's that's probably the the, the biggest challenge and choice that we have when it comes to happiness is what are we going to focus on? You know, am I going to focus on the fact that, um, you know, it's my legs are a little more stiff as I age getting out of bed in the morning? Or am I going to focus on the fact that, you know what, I can get out of bed in the morning and, and I can stand up. Um, so you can look at the same thing and find something to, to either be grumpy about or something to really be happy and celebrate. Um, and I do, I do, I do believe that. I think the more we can focus on those positives, and it's easier some days than others for sure. Um, but the more we can focus on those positives, um, just the the happier we train our brains to be. Um, you know, I I know my my boys might find that annoying sometimes because um, they've commented on, of course, mom found the good in that. Um, but it's it's terrible mom to have that know, so. right that's I do yeah well sometimes um but for sure I think I it doesn't surprise me that there are studies about people who are grateful being happier yeah and it's almost like we we zoom to that last part pieces of perspective but in light of that perspective Haley you know I've, I've wondered so you've talked about a discipline a habit a ritual that you've taken within uh, as a Catholic within the Catholic Church one of the sacraments is the sacrament of reconciliation and Catholics are called to go regularly. I certainly go during Lent and Advent. I would like to avail myself to the sacrament more regularly. Um, it's certainly available during, you know, non-COVID time at my parish. And there's actually quite a culture of, of young and old people that will go to confession. I've seen this at um, St. Dominic's in San Francisco. And I occasionally wondered, like, um, why do I need to go this week? You know, what do I really have that I need to unburden and confess? And I've been told, I say this in the context of our conversation, because I've been told that when people practice gratitude, they actually find more to be grateful for. So I have wondered if I went to confession more regularly, would I find more that I need to confess? Would I possibly have more that I would need to reconcile? And I think I know the answer to that question. So... So I love the idea that your parish has such a following and a you know an active confession community um, because I do think that's part of our faith and the church that that maybe isn't as celebrated as as, as the Eucharist or or Mass um, but but certainly equally as important um, but I I think there's a the fear that goes along with it because nobody really likes to look at themselves and and find their flaws or acknowledge their sins. Um, I do think if we could make it more of a regular occurrence, it would be easier to do. Um, but I've often found um, you know, myself in a, a situation where, where you might find yourself in sometimes where I think, well, what really do I have to confess? Um, and then I think, okay, that, you know, we should confess the fact that we think we have no sin. Um, you know, that, that is certainly not <laughs> any of us. Um, we all have things that we can confess, but I but I think part of that is it's it's really hard to look at yourself and acknowledge your flaws and maybe look at um, you know the the sins that that build up over time that we're not really proud of. 
Um, but but what a gift and a grace it is when we're able to be absolved of those sins and and just to recognize that we're human. And, you know, the beautiful part of our church and our faith is that, you know, we do have confession. You know, it, it, it really should be viewed as a beautiful gift as opposed to a really hard reflection of um, acknowledging our sins. Well, Haley, I think you've kind of answered my question, which, you know, um, I write, and people say, why do you write so regularly? Because I think writing is hard, and the more you do it, you know, it's not that it gets easier, but it's like you can get into that place. And so she talked about fear with confession, and I, I absolutely think that's true. And it's possible that if we went more regularly, maybe that fear would change into opportunity, right? And I I am flawed, and I, I mess up right and god knows that and maybe it's myself who needs to know that and grow in in grace and um the ability to just be kind to yourself you know like man this that that was the wrong thing to say that was that was not a good way to treat somebody and just right be compassionate because we talk about compassion and empathy with others but we also need it with ourselves Yes, no, for sure. And I know we're going to dive deep into that um, a little bit more as we move through different episodes of our podcast, because as we were prepping for today and recording this, um, I mean, Anne and I could talk forever on so many topics. So we we will compartmentalize and, and definitely get into, um, you know, forgiveness is a really big, important theme um, in a future episode. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think in going back to, um, you know, looking at all of this gratitude, um, confession is, is where do we find that? And, and in many ways, it's the mass. And, and for many of us, you know, it might be a, a daily reading or a, a daily gospel reading. And, um, you know, moving into this next part of the our podcast with the spiritual stew and, and really the heart of what we want to share and where we find that, um, we oftentimes find that in, in Jesus's words himself um, and, and what we read in the Bible or what we hear during mass. And um, so part of what we'd like to do is just what really speaks to us um, when we are listening or hearing God's word. And, you know, for me, the gospel this Monday on November 23rd, you know, Luke 21, 1 through 4, is a story that, again, is very short, very simple, but very clear um, about the woman in the temple who gives her only two coins as her offering. And, um, you know, there's a, there are more wealthy people who come in and give much more. Uh, but those really aren't the meaningful gifts that she has given. And I thought, what a great, what a great reading this week during Thanksgiving. You know, when we are giving thanks, when we are looking for the blessings in our lives, when really everyone across the country, no matter what religion they are or not, are are looking at being grateful and and giving thanks. And it and it it's a reminder for me that it is not the quantity of the gift; it is the quality of the gift, whether it's monetary or our time or in other ways um, or resources that we have. And it it that is that is my challenge, you know, this week as I as I go through, you know, what giving really looks like is to make sure that it's a meaningful gift um, of myself or or really of anything, and not just a showy gift. You know, you you get the impression in this reading that you know there are these very wealthy men who walk in and they drop these very loud coins so that everyone knows what they've given, and to just to give humbly in a meaningful way. Um, and again, the the quality of our gifts and not necessarily um, the quantity. But I don't know, Anne. Is there a reading or something that you heard this week that that speaks to you? Sure. Yeah. Well, I I love that. Um, image, Haley, of just a meaningful gift. And I think that's actually a challenge, too, for our, all of us, is it might take time or it might take prayer or reflection to consider 
you know, what is meaningful to the other, to somebody that I really care about? So my brother had his 50th birthday um, on election day, and I was so, you know, one of my favorite feelings is to give a, a meaningful gift. I mean, there's that is the gift itself when you, you know, you in the giving we receive, right? Right. Um, he, we grew up, you know, in the Bay Area, we were both Giants and Niners fans. They both used to play at Candlestick Park, and I had the sign made um, of Candlestick Park, and there was the silhouette of the football player and the baseball player, and that was the street sign. Now, that won't exist anymore because so many of our ballparks and, you know, our stadiums aren't dual-usage stadiums. But um, that goes back to our childhood, and he lives in Washington, D.C. now, and that, that sign is proudly hanging, right? Um, in his living room, his daughters found the place for that. But I think about the meaningful gift, it came out of love and, and time and reflection. So maybe that's one of our challenges for our listeners, as you kind of framed this so well, when we're trying to give a gift, you know, how can we make it meaningful? Well, spend some time in prayer on it. Think about this person, right? Um, Okay, and I love that you still call it Candlestick Park, because I do too. <laughs> that clearly shows a, a, an age and the generation where we were really um, following sports, really impressionable. <laughs> well, it's gone now. It's imploded. So I know. Not there, but yes, in spirit, it is definitely <laughs> there. Thank you for appreciating it. I yes. definitely do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at, um, I'm at St. Francis High School in Mountain View, um, Haley, I think, did you have a cousin that went to St. Francis? I had two cousins who went to St. Francis, yes, oh, many yeah. years ago. <laughs> but uh, I've known about St. Francis my whole life. So, yeah, when you said you were taking that job there, I thought, I know that school. Yeah, it's a great community. It's a Holy Cross school, mm -hmm. right, the University of Notre Dame. And um, it definitely feels like that sense of family. We had, in celebration of family, we did have a Thanksgiving Mass. So we were able to have that outside on Friday. And the the homily, the gospel reading that day was not the daily reading, so if folks want to get the reading, um, but it's the Jesus who cures the lepers, uh, Matthew 8, 1 through 4. And um, in those he cures, right, their lives are changed. They are forever changed. He cures 10 of them, and they are free. I mean, these are people who have been shunned by society. They are excluded, and by their, their cure, they are included, right? They are um, liberated. And I think that's just such a great image of thinking of Christ, right? As someone you can cure and heal and liberate. Um, but in their gratitude, only one of the 10 came back to say, I mean, in their, not their gratitude, in their excitement. Um, they, they probably went and joined their families, whoever it was. We don't know that part of the story. What we do know is that only one came back to say thank you. And um, that's 10%, right? And I, I think that's a great challenge, but I also think that's a great image for us is like, would I be that one who would return to the Lord to say thank you? I don't know the answer to that question. I hope I would, but I have often challenged my students, you know, really be that 10%, um, be the one who goes back to say thank you. And, you know, in my time of teaching, I think of my students who've been so, um, they've really been able to say thank you. They've done that. And one in particular, um, he always made a point of saying thank you. And I got a note when he graduated from his parents, and they just thanked all their teachers for teaching their two sons. And I thought, this is this is a family practice. This, you know, they always said the apple doesn't fall yes. off the tree. 
what a great way to think of a family as someone who is that 10% who practices gratitude. So that is awesome. Um, so, you know, for our final section, um, the melting pot, um, should we move into our, our final piece here? Our yes. That, um, you know, our bread is in the cheese and boiling. Um, so, Haley, I, I just, you know, you came up with our description. Uh, what is your cheesy story of the week? Our cheesy story of the week, because really that's the best part of the fondue. Um, so for me, I have um, two boys, one at 18, a freshman in college, and 16, a junior in high school. And my cheesy story of the week is just this cheesy smile I had when my son came home from school. Um, he has been gone for four months. Um, you know, we didn't know if, if they were going to be able to stay at school for four months. Um, so for us, I was very grateful that he was there the whole time, but I was even more grateful when he came home. And you know, he was excited to see us. He was excited to see the dogs for sure. But what I really think he was excited for and what was really neat for me was seeing him connect with, um, you know, really his his closest friend since he was four years old. And it's, it's there's just such a unique um, shared friendship there. And to see them have grown together from these little boys into these mature, oftentimes silly, but very thoughtful young men, um, and to listen to their dialogue about the experiences that they both had as they were away and the very real um, experiences they had dealing with COVID and friends who had COVID and, you know, unfortunately in my son's situation, um, you know, some some students who had, who had died on campus, you know, very real world issues. And to listen to them talk in appreciation and sharing very heartfelt um, sentiments just was a, a huge um, blessing for me. I was very grateful and just sat and listened with a smile on my face that thought, okay, you know what? Uh, we've done something right here. And whether it is the Holy Spirit who has worked through our parenting, um, it was it was really neat to see. Um, you know, one of the gifts, greatest gifts I think we can give our children are the gifts of friendship and, um, you know, friendships that will last long beyond us as parents. And and so for me, that, that was my cheesy moment of the week. One, my son coming home and just to seeing how grateful he was to have been at school and to also come home and see his friends. I love that, um, Haley. One of my favorite quotes by Ellie Vassell is, friendship is the jewel of life. And for you just to behold that and appreciate that. Um, yeah, friends really enrich our lives, don't they? We get to choose our friends. Sometimes they choose us, I think. Right. Um, so I think that leads to kind of my cheesy story of the week. Um, this might sound funny. My um, my cheesy story of the week. I'm really grateful for redheads, and uh, <laughs> I'll a context for this. So I've always had roommates. I lived in San Francisco. Um, I had when I first moved into San Francisco, I had two roommates, and I don't know if uh, any listeners have had this. Actually, one of my roommates, we became better friends once she moved out. I don't. It, it wasn't our lives were just really busy when we were living together, but we have stayed friends. And she's a redhead and really identifies as a redhead. And I mentioned that because she said when she was a child, it was confusing to her when she had to draw like her family self-portrait. Do I use orange? Do I use red for the crayon? And I just thought it was a great image. But yesterday I played golf with these two um, men. They were both redheads and uh, really striking. One had a red beard and red hair. And I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan. 
and um, I'm a Giants fan, and I um, one of the the spiritual leader, one of the star players for the Dodgers is a redhead. His name is Justin Turner, and it's a striking red beard and hair. And I kept wanting to call this golfer Justin, <laughs> and I kept, his name was not Justin; it was Wade. But it was funny because it's just a striking, you know, sense of self identity. So. I'm grateful for Erin and um, how she brought me into the culture of redheads. I joke with other redheads. Is there a secret handshake among you all? <laughs> um, you know, as a as someone who's Irish too, there's a lot of family members who have red hair. So that's our cheesy, my cheesy kind of insight for the week. Well, and what a what a thing to be grateful for, right? Is recognizing you know the gift that your friends and your roommate had brought to your life, and you know as we move through this week, I think that that that's our challenge to ourselves. That's our challenge. Um, you know, to our listeners, to our friends is, you know, let's let's find that meaningful gift. Let's find, um, you know, something to be grateful for. Um, and let's let's make it meaningful and not worry about the quantity, but but really focus on the, the quality and to be that 10%, you know, let's make sure that we take the time to say thank you, um, you know, for, for something that we've been given or for something that someone does. Um, all the time, more more than 10% of the time, um, do we want to be that that 10% that goes back. And, you know, as we move into, you know, next week, we'll start Advent. And there is a whole host of one built in themes that we'll have, you know, the first Sunday of Advent, you know, we'll talk about hope, but, but just a lot that goes around uh, the Christmas season and the holiday season that will be really fun to unpack um, in a faith filled fondue, cheesy way. Um, But really, this week, I am so grateful to start this. I'm so grateful to, um, be able to talk to you, Anne, all the time, more than we used to. This will be fun. There are so many times during the week where I think, oh, Anne and I need to talk about this on our podcast. So I look forward to all those topics and I look forward to everything that we, I am grateful for that I don't even know is going to come about this week. So Anne, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? I'm home and it'll be us, um, but certainly a lot to be thankful for, even though it looks a little different and is a, a lot smaller of a gathering. You know, Haley, I don't, I don't have a huge family, but um, I do always say I have a huge family through Notre Dame. The Irish usually come to town or to California. So the West Coast is, you know, you grew up in Arizona, but um, it's a treat when they come to your kind of time zone or location. Um, they're not here. They'll be in North Carolina this Friday. Um, right. So they would have been at USC this year, and I go down to that game about half the time. So. I'll still, um, it's nice to be with you. I know you from the Notre Dame family, so we'll pray for each other. And I'll, I'll be with my family and my parents who are in the East Bay. They have, the table is set. It'll be my parents and my sister and I. And it's set with pumpkins and still kind of fall decor. Okay, but Haley, the other parts of the house, the holiday you know, decorations have creeped in. And so I just, my niece and I had a conversation about this. I need to know, are you a Christmas or holiday purist? Meaning like, do you hold off on holiday music, movies and decor until after Thanksgiving? Now I know like before our generation, there were people who were Christmassy. We're not, that's not the conversation. Like I'm gonna use Thanksgiving as the dividing line. Where are you on that proverbial line in the sand? We, we are a Thanksgiving night decorating family so we will clean the dishes and pull out the christmas bins and and when we wake up 
Friday morning, Christmas will have arrived at our house. So, so we 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 are clearly post Thanksgiving, but just barely. You know, we we sometimes haven't even had pie. Um, if we need to digest food, we'll start decorating. But no, we we decorate Christmas uh, Thanksgiving night, um, and and always have and always will. <laughs> great traditions. That's a great ritual. I like that. Yeah, this year has been. Um, I've, I've, I'm a purist. I'm I'm the day after. I I would be open to Thanksgiving night, but I, I felt the love kind of creep in a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched any Hallmark movies yet. Um, there has been a little bit of Vince Guaraldi Christmas. I have to admit, the Charlie Brown soundtrack. I've played it a couple times, but I'm I'm holding out. So end of this week. So well, and and anything that makes us bring us a little joy to our life, a little happier this year, um, I am all for. Um, we do have some Christmas lights that have been up in our house since March, um, just because we smile when we turn them on. So this year, all is all is forgiven, um, and and Sounds but right. certainly Thanksgiving night. By the time we meet again on the podcast, it will be Christmas in our house. So we look forward to that. Yes. Okay, well, thanks for our time together been able to kind of cook up during our first sounds dry look forward to more nourishment and um, a fun day to come sounds great happy thanksgiving you too your family as well